Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Screaming Bridge haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. I'm Rebecca. So, man, we have a... This is going to be kind of a brutal episode, I think. Uh, You know, I guess it's kind of hard to talk about ghosts without there being a little bit of brutalness to it. But man, this one. Yeah, definitely. So, after the House of Death didn't seem to have that much death, (laughs) (laughs) and the Chicago Water Tower only had a mere 50 ghosts. At least 50. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, We wanted to go down south for the next episode in the Most Haunted series. In an episode about the Screaming Bridge located in in Arlington, Texas, and I promise this episode talks about an actual bridge and some assumed screaming. I mean, I think we I think we can feel pretty good that there was screaming involved. I mean, yes, we can. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would imagine so. I would imagine. Um. So I I do want to put a warning at the beginning of this episode. This episode deals with multiple teens fatalities, and it talks about some rather racist behaviors of other teens. Although we will talk about the racist behavior, Ghostly does not in any way condone racism in any form. Of course. So this is one of the events that seem to be impacted by so many other events uh, that if this was to happen at any other time, I'm not sure if we'd have the similar results. Yeah, there was a lot of like this happened. So because of that, this, you know, because the farmer did. Oh, man, what is that thing that the people say where it's like or for lack of a horse? The thing was lost, and for the lack or for the lack of the nail, the the horse was lost, and the lack of a horse, the war was lo- there was there's a thing that I have people no say, idea what you're talking about now. People listening do, I know you do, okay. but anyways, it's a whole thing where there was a confluence of events that had confluence wow. that just like yes. happened in a in a funky way. Yes, that had to all happen for this to happen, right? Uh, and lead to some spooky. Sp- Spooky stuff today. Maybe. (laughs) So there are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We always prefer those five-star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. The second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the Patreon in the menu bar. We have a few different tiers to choose from, varying from $1 to $10. All of them get shout outs. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first one that we have for this is uh, our new patrons is A. Ta. Christine. Marley. Ernie. MC. Neil. And Marisol. Yeah, we're so excited to be doing this. Uh, Ghostly has met our first goal of becoming listener funded. That doesn't mean we're going to only be listener funded in the future, but it means that right now Ghostly's costs are all covered. By our listeners. We are so thankful. Oh my gosh, this is a huge milestone so, for us. Yeah. We want to keep doing this. We have so many amazing plans and you guys are a big part of helping us make that happen. Yeah, we really appreciate every dollar and every note that we've received about this. And we appreciate you guys listening to our Ghostly X episodes. We just had Bob Anderson 
And that was an amazing interview. Yeah. And next up, we're going to have Nick Mataragas, the only skeptic so far to come on Ghostly. Yeah, that's true. Well, and, and you know, if you are a fan of Bob After Dark, Bob actually talks about the or the origin story of Bob After Dark, yeah, like how and, it came about, and maybe his upcoming television show. Maybe so. If you want to, you know, hear more about all these amazing people that we are lucky enough to have on Ghostly, uh, yeah. that's uh, and and we talk about spooky news stories, all sorts of fun stuff. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely worth it. So just go to ghostlypodcast.com, click on Patreon. Yeah. And it'll take you there and you'll see the tears. So do we have listener mail? We do have listener mail. All right. So our listener mail, and I'm so sorry that it, this is one that I apologize. It kind of got, I try to keep things organized, but this one came in a few months ago. And I, so I apologize. We're, <laughs> it took us a little while to get to it. Um, we, we try to keep up with them. Uh, this is from uh, Kale. Uh, here we go. I was growing up in my childhood home in Ringle, Wisconsin. There are a few different entities that I have encountered. There was a little boy who would play with me, and we have over a 100-year-old house. He would show up on the stairs to the basement, and we would go running around the farm. There is also a shadow demon that haunts the house, and both my sister and I have experienced it. She was laying upstairs on the couch. There is a two-lane highway going past our house. She saw a dark liquid-like blob in the corner. And when a car went by, the shadows all shifted, except for the super dark liquid-like shadow blob in the corner. After the car drove by and it was darker again, the shadow crawled across the ceiling and lowered itself toward my sister. She jumped up and turned on the light and there was nothing there. She turned the lights back out and it was gone. I had a similar experience to this in my bedroom, but my bedroom faced the driveway and no one drove by. There was no shift of lights. There was a dark shadow creature in the corner of my room. It rushed me and had bright yellow eyes. It disappeared as it hit my bed and my bed shook like someone was thrown on top of it. I also had an experience where it felt like I was being ripped out of my body, but that could have been sleep paralysis. I still don't know about that experience. There have been times where the creepy shadow creature was standing in the corner and will disappear because of a 1920s Al Capone-esque type spirit as well. The 1920s spirit is really protective of women and doesn't particularly like men. He tries to make them uncomfortable to suss out if they're good people or not. We did hold a, a Hmong ritual to speak to one of our family members' dead family. There are other experiences where stuff moved around, the animals would act up, etc. But those could all be explained by science. Wow. Well, we met Cal at C2E2. We did. Yeah. She's very, very nice and very knowledgeable. Very, very knowledgeable. Lots of good information. And yeah. we appreciate these stories. Well, I'm sure you, each one of these could like, you could go in depth. Then. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we could do episodes about these particular things um, because she didn't say orbs or women in white. So I'm happy right there. <laughs> Although I will say that the yellow eyes scare me more than red eyes. Ooh, interesting. Why is that? I don't know. It's some beast kind of thing. It's oh. like like red eyes is evil. You know what they're doing, right? Uh -huh. But the yellow eyes seems to me to be like 
something from nature that's like an animal. That something happened. No, I mean just animal. Gotcha. Animal in so they're out for like food or something. Oh, gotcha. Whatever, Versus you know? your soul. Yeah, I mean, well, evil, you just know it's evil. Yeah. Yellow, it, to me, is more like you don't necessarily know and you can't always see it coming. Ah, so that's that's pretty scary. Thank you so much, Kale. And if you want to get your story read on Ghostly, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or just use the contact form on ghostlypodcast.com. Absolutely. And if you want to send us actual mail, which we love the actual mail. We, we do. We, oh, my gosh. We got we get so many great things uh, at P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And don't worry if you didn't write any of that down because you can just go to ghostlypodcast.com and get all of that information. It's all in the footers. Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, we'll just skip the polls no, and go right. No, we can't skip the polls. Don't you? This would be a time when I think you'd want, I mean, last episode was an interesting episode. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I'm, you want to hear the but results But I'm scared because if you win this one, then I'm going to like, yeah. You don't know what you're going to do? Like, I might have to just quit ghostly or something. Where no one's point. quitting ghostly. I may have to rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> the great resignation comes to ghostly. Yeah, I'll throw my <laughs> headphones down. I will stomp out of the room. All right. Well, mm-hmm. let's see if uh, Pat has to rage quit. Uh, okay. In our last episode, we talked about the Chicago Water Tower with our oh, special guest, on, Mondo, right? Okay, here we go. We had, oh. yes, 14.3%. What? Yeah, That's no low. is low. No was 85.7%. I don't think I've ever won in that big of a margin no. in, in ghostly history. Well, you know, it didn't help that I also didn't really think it was all that haunted. So uh, I think- You seem to think it was <laughs> during the episode. I'm just I saying. thought it was, po- you know, I still think, I think it's possible in that area there could be some stuff, but it, not what the stories we were we were told so yeah so the overall rating so people can now vote on how haunted they think something is one being not haunted at all 10 being the most haunted place ever 1.95 so this kind of goes against what you said where we will just stay in the middle all the time well but i did notice somebody said no and did like five so it's like no, it's not haunted, but it's haunted. You know, it's like well, I don't... five isn't na- five is in the middle. Well, what I'm what I'm learning is that each person has their own scoring system. So I don't know how much the overall rating actually tells us something, but we've never had one this low. No, I mean I love the rating system. I think it's helpful because it's hard to say yes, but what if you're not like a ten? You yeah. know, this way you get to like say, well, yeah. I'm a yes, but I'm like a six. You know, yeah, absolutely. So if you, uh, when you, when you're done with this episode, you can, you know, go vote on this episode that we're we were brought yeah. to talk about. Ghostlypodcast.com. Click on polls. Let's, it's that easy. We need we we love your votes. You don't even have to be on social media to do this. No, no, you don't. All right, so I have a feeling that you have a ghost story. I do have a ghost story. All right, for let's us. hear let's, it. Let's get in the spooky mood for this uh, screaming bridge. Screaming bridge. <laughs> So we may have done something stupid last week. Joe and Sean actually said, we need to do something stupid tonight. (laughs) And as I'm the third member of this trio, I had no choice but to say, let's do it. But sometimes they have some really bad ideas, like the time we broke into the school gym and almost set fire to the stage. So when they said we were going to check out the screaming bridge, I thought, phew, okay, this will be all right. 
It'll be spooky, but fun. I didn't realize how wrong I was. It wasn't easy to find. We could only drive so close. They closed it off and then they tore it down when all those people died on the bridge. So we walked through the woods. Joe and Sean just kept yelling out, Hey, ghosts, where are you, ghosts? I kept thinking, maybe we don't want to antagonize whatever might be out there. Not that I thought there was anything, but I mean, just in case, right? As we got closer to the bridge, it was eerie. There was nothing there. The bridge was gone, but it was super quiet. I told the guys to shut up. It felt wrong to talk louder than a whisper for some reason. I swear, as we stood there, it got foggy. It just came in and filled in the space, making it even more quiet. Joe called out, Come out, ghosts. We want to see. I could have killed him. It seemed dangerous somehow. Out of the corner of my eye, I swear I saw a shadow. As I turned to look more, I saw Sean staring and pointing out into the fog. I looked and I could see something out over the ravine. I strained to look and I, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I swear I saw what looked like gravestones. Sean whispered, there are names on them. It's the girls that died. At that moment, we heard the screaming. I have never heard a more unearthly sound in my life. It sounded like someone screaming, but through a wall of gel or underwater or something. And then it turned into a more earth-like scream as Joe cried out in terror. I have never heard him do that. He shrieked and just started running. Sean and I looked at each other and started screaming and running after him. When we got back to the car, Sean and I started talking so fast about everything we'd seen and heard. It was crazy, unbelievable. But then I realized that Joe hadn't said anything. I looked over and he was sitting on the ground with his back against the car. His face was sheet white and he wasn't talking. We asked him if he was okay. Nothing. He didn't say anything. Finally, he just said, we need to leave. So we got in the car and left. I tried to get him to tell me what he saw, but he refused. He just says to forget about it. Told me never to bring it up again. Sean and I talked about it yesterday. It's been a week and he still hasn't told us. And he's different. He doesn't laugh or joke. It changed him. I mean, it, it changed all of us, but I could explain away what I heard or, and saw. But I can't explain away what's happened to my friend. Wow. Okay. So is that based on any particular stories? Um, not some of it is the gravestone thing. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that uh, some people have said. I'm going to be honest. We're not going to. It didn't come to the debate. We have there's too many other things to talk about, and I didn't mm-hmm. really have a a quality report of that. That's just kind of one of those so generic like, things that these people are like say. Phantom headstones. Yeah, I guess. I know that just seemed weird to me. So okay, yeah. But the screaming. 
Oh, yeah, that's what I've heard. Definitely yeah. a thing. Um, and I will also say the story about breaking into a, the gym and setting a stage on fire is something that happened when my brother was in high school. He didn't do what? it. What? He didn't do it. He was not there, but he may have known some of the people that did. Oh, my God. So I'm just saying. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, the pet facts. Pet facts. Hello, ghostly listeners. Rebecca here. It's been a while since I've read you a creepy bedtime story, but it's time to bring this spine-tingling good time back. Join me on Patreon for exclusive new readings of classic ghost stories. Every month, I'll be reading frightening tales from my favorite authors, a perfect way to go to sleep with the sweetest, most terrifying dreams. Join Ghostly's new Patreon by visiting ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on Patreon on the menu bar so you don't miss any of my creepy bedtime stories. Talk to you soon. We're back, and you know this history is going to be—it's—it's kind of dark. (laughs) It's a sad story for sure. Yeah, it's a very tragic story. Um, And as we said before, a lot of like all the stars had to align perfectly for this to happen. You're going to hear about so many different things that caused this to happen. Some they know what did it, and some they don't know what did it. Um. But I'm going to start this in the beginning, but be advised that this will get kind of dark and there are some ridiculously racist events that put this chain of event into into motion. Yes. On the night of January 27th, 1961, it had been snowing and there were four Arlington High School boys that set fire to a bridge that connects Moiser Valley into North Arlington. What a great prank. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean. <laughs> I guess in the 60s. Well. I don't know. Uh, the boys were Clinton Clinton Varis, Tracy Stanley, Ronald Max Moore, and Richard Truett Rivers. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, that's not my family, I promise. Are you sure? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we came from Canada at some point. <laughs> so they put some straw on the bridge, and they lit a match, and they walked away. And just um, thought, sure, the straw will just burn out. No, they knew what it, they knew what oh. they were going to do. This bridge was not in use though at that time, but the reasoning seems to be to stop the black folk from Moiser Valley from entering North Arlington. Uh, that's the reason why they did that. Yeah, um, that sounds totally sadly plausible. Uh, this story is kind of sketchy. Though, because uh, there were roadblocks already in place by this old wooden bridge to stop people from driving across. So it could have been to stop them from walking across, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah. um, They did not move the roadblocks, though. Okay. 
They swore that they did not move those roadblocks. They swore. Yeah. Um, These are people I believe. So they were, they actually went up against a grand jury. Oh. And um, they found that um, that it, it was just childhood pranks. I think I mentioned this again, so I'm going to just go on and we'll talk more about it. On the night of February 4th, 1961, though, um, the roadblock had been moved by someone else. Uh, or them. Um, well, they don't know. I mean, <laughs> We don't know, but I'm just saying. But they never found out who actually removed the roadblocks and why they removed them. Okay. There were six girls in a car. Driving the car was Mary Lou Goldner, and then there's Claudia Jean Reeves, Kathy Fleming, Donna Post, Dorothy Ibsen, and Joanne Anderson. They were her passengers. Uh, they were out joyriding that evening. One of the girls had never been to the bridge, so they decided to go there and to do it fairly fast. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you, my girlfriends and I, Totally did this. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Well, it was a windy road, too. It was like very, there's a lot of turns in it. Super so. fun. I remember like there's always, you know, when you live in a place with it's not the city, it, there's not much to do, especially yeah. when you're a teenager. And like, I remember there was one place that had a really cool hill that when you like took your car over it, you kind of like flew up Ooh, a little bit. Little Dukes of Hazard. Little Dukes of Hazard. So many times over yeah. that hill. Just sure. insane. So there's some speculation as to whether they were they just went to a movie or that there was a football game that happened that night. I can't get um I can't get enough places to confirm one particular thing, so I'm not going to go with either one, but then again, I don't think it matters in this story at all. Yeah. Uh I found both conflicting stories, but ultimately, as I said, it just doesn't matter. They were out driving that night. A boy by the name of Bill Young had noticed that the bridge had burnt in the middle. So he was turning his car around, but the girls came speeding forward from the other direction. So he tried to honk his horn and flash his lights to let them know that the bridge was out. But the girls like thought this was a threat to them. So they actually sped up 45 miles per hour. And they tried to quickly swerve away from Bill Young's car. Wow. Okay. So was he... Okay. They speeding forward from the other direct. Oh, because he was about he was like coming back from yeah. turning around. They're heading towards the bridge. I could absolutely see that you're like, oh my god, like this guy is gonna hurt us or something. But you would also think that I don't know. It's scary being a lady out there. Is scary. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they they hit the bridge at about nine thirty p.m. and since they were going so fast, they launched off the bridge. Uh, where it had been burnt down, and they impacted the other side of the ravine, which sloped up to the old Rock Island Railroad track, and they landed upside down. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so instantly killed were the driver, Mary Lou Goldner. She was 16 years old. Uh, Claudia Jean Reeves, who was 17, and by 2 a.m. Sunday morning, Kathy Fleming arrived dead on arrival at Baylor Hospital, bringing the total deaths to three. Injured were Donna Post, Dorothy Ibsen, and Joanne Anderson, with multiple fractures, arms and jaws, and concussions. One of them had to have, like, brain surgery done. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Uh, Joanne Anderson remained in critical condition after undergoing emergency brain surgery that Sunday morning. Wow. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's it's just teenagers. You just don't have the same capacity and you're hyped up. Ugh. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can just see that you just, like, and here's the thing. Like you said, that this confluence of events. Ah. I yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, what if that guy hadn't been there? Yeah. Like, hadn't turned around, like, and hadn't flashed his lights? Yeah. Like, maybe they wouldn't have been going so fast, and they might have noticed that the bridge was out. They might have. It's possible. Yeah. And if those, you know, kids didn't burn it down, I mean, who knows? Right. What it happened. maybe wasn't the safest bridge, but it was still a bridge that was there, yeah. and they might have been able to cross it. And whoever mm-hmm, took away the roadblocks, I mean, again, it's just. A lot of things had to happen. So there were six ambulances, one for each person, Mm -hmm. that rushed the victims to Arlington Memorial Hospital where they received emergency care. It was probably a trauma hospital, I'm Mm. assuming, um, before being transferred to Baylor Hospital in Dallas. Since none of the girls were carrying ID, though, um, police and medical workers only learned their identification when Dorothy Ibsen regained consciousness long enough to give her parents names and the name of the other girls in the car. Oh, wow. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just to think about that back in the day, maybe you, you just wouldn't carry ID with you. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, the parents weren't even notified immediately. Uh, so Fire Marshal Mason Lankford began an investigation that confirmed his suspicion of arson. Oh, so like at that point, had they even known? No, they that... did not know. Oh, yeah. okay. So it seems that the bridge was burnt two years previously as well. Oh. This is like an ongoing thing there for oh some my... reason. jeez. And that's why the barricades were put up originally. Okay. So they were originally installed with road flares as well, mm. or what they call smudge pots, okay. which is similar. Um but they kept either being extinguished or stolen. Mm. So that's why I don't necessarily believe that the boys did it because this is an ongoing thing Yeah, that well, keeps it, happening. I mean, it may not have been those exact boys, but it was the same same people with the same thought process doing the same something. I have no idea. I mean, it was, you know, once people start doing a thing to a place, you know, that's, that's the thing to do at night, you know, yeah. your fun thing to do is to go whatever Who i mean knows? when i was a kid i might have taken a stop sign i mean and i think i had a, a horse too it had one of those blinking lights on it oh okay for a second i thought you were talking about like an actual horse and i was no. like what is happening okay no well, like it, the it, yeah you moved to, oh goodness and it had one of those blinking things on and one of my friends had one that he was able to turn off well this one had no on and off switch so it sat in my room and it kept blinking for like a week and a half. I had to sleep with that on. And in the meantime, who knows what accidents or mayhem <laughs> happened. Nothing happened, but uh-huh. yeah. Uh, although the location had already earned the name Death Crossing oh. from earlier auto and train wrecks in the previous decades, Arlington Police Chief Ott Cribs said the triple fatality had no parallels in Arlington history. Wow. So there had but there so there have been there's been a history of death at this location. Yes. And then this happened as the capper to it all. Yes. Horrific. I don't know if there was 
so many fatalities because the three fatalities, it was like there was no parallel to that. That was like extreme. So, I mean, maybe people just called it the death crossing because people were getting into accidents there a lot. No, no, I did I did okay. read that there were deaths that yeah. happened with the train tracks. Like people didn't, yeah. they like stopped on the tracks or whatever. That might have like, been after though too. But oh, anyways, okay. Um, so because of the funeral, the arson investigation had to be postponed as one of the highway patrolmen that was doing the investigation was the father of Claudia Reeves. Oh, that's so horrible. But when they resumed the investigation, they found the four boys responsible. Okay. So they were brought before the grand jury, and no further charges were brought forth as the jury foreman declared that the boys' actions were childish pranks and that they wished to give the boys, who had dropped out of school, a new chance in life. Yep. That's the kind of thing that still happens now. Yeah. Um, the wooden bridge was not replaced at this time. Okay. So no new bridge at this point. However, in 61. Uh, they did do some repairs and they did fill in. St- there's like a big thing with this. Um, remnants of the bridge were bulldozed and then covered with large concrete drainage tunnels. Th- so these were covered in asphalt up to the level of the original span, and this served to span the drainage ditch until another fatal accident involving two women and a train at the crossing. On March 10th, 1994, uh, Raylan Johnston, love that name, yeah, and Tammy Lynn Dodson uh, tried to outrace an oncoming train, which impacted the passenger side of their truck. One of the occupants was knocked out of the vehicle, while the other remained trapped in the burning vehicle. Both women died at the scene of the accident. So, again, don't try to beat a train. You will never beat a train. It will always win. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, sometimes you can (laughs) beat that, but you, you won't always beat the train. You will more often than not not beat the train, so don't try it. You should not try it. I agree with that part, but I, mean, I like disagree 90, with... Okay, sure. There's a 10% chance that maybe... It depends upon the scenario. You 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 got the scenario in your head that the train is like right there. I'm thinking if you see the train, the, the tracks go down. There's a lot of times you could make it through, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Well, here's the thing is that what they always say is that when you see the train and you think it's far away, it's traveling a lot faster than you think, most likely, and it will cross that distance a lot faster than you think so that yeah. you're you can't trust your judgment is basically what i'm saying okay so after the 1984 accident the bridge was closed and so was the road leading to the bridge okay but probably not because of the fatalities unfortunately it was probably closed either because it would cost too much to repair or that something with the water levels at the location mm. there were some issues uh, it would be hard to find the actual location of this bridge nowadays. Right. Um, some ghost tours will take you to the old road, which looks more like a dirt path nowadays. Uh, it is very difficult to find the location, and no bridge is at its current location. That is true. Yeah. So there is a bridge nearby that many people believe is the Screaming Bridge. Uh, which might actually be the location of another multi-fatality accident in the 1970s, 
Although we are not 100% sure that this is the bridge that they're talking about. Is this the graffiti bridge? This is the graffiti bridge okay. that people say that they see. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, so like uh, there are stories with the graffiti bridge, which is not very far from the original Screaming Bridge location, uh, but it is not the original Screaming Bridge. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think you might even be able to see yes. the location of where the other bridge was, but... Uh, you would have to know what you were looking for yes. in order to find that. Um, all right. So do you have anything to add? Um, just no, I think you I think you got it. It's just, man, what a tragedy. Um, and uh what and just a, an area that obviously um has seen a lot of um uh, death and, yeah. and you know, um destruction and uh, but people doing things that uh lead to these other death and destruction i mean just what a what a kind of a dark place no wonder yeah. people are, are interested in it drawn to it now i will tell you that some of these people involved are still alive now um but i did not track them down because i wanted to keep somewhat of their privacy even though we say their names that that was in the newspaper so right right um so yeah that's what i got okay all right, we're going to take a short break, and then when we return, we will get to the debate. We are excited to announce a new way you can support Ghostly. Joining us on Patreon. There are many reasons to become a patron. Not only are you helping Ghostly cover its own cost, but you can get Ghostly episodes early. You can get up to 25% off Ghostly gear. Get a shout out on the next episode. You can get a priority request for a new episode. Get more Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories. And the biggest news, you can get exclusive content with our new show called Ghostly X for the weeks that Ghostly does not have a new episode. As well as many more cool rewards that we can't wait to share with our patrons. So please... Help us become the podcast that we've always wanted to be. You can sign up by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link on the menu bar. back and i'm assuming that you have evidence for a debate i do i okay. do this is an interesting one because if you when you look online there is a lot of um there's a lot of posts about it on social media mm -hmm. and a lot of people commenting with their stories and uh, and all that so uh, i thought those would be fun uh to look at i like those let's leave the ne last names out of this though yeah okay yeah all right so uh first let's talk about the uh the, the name that it's given uh, you know, the screaming bridge. Well, that's what a lot of people claim. Uh, so we have a, a Facebook comment from a Cheyenne. 
Uh, and she says, it's just, just, just representative of this. Um, I just want you to know that me and a group of friends used to go here when we were feeling adventurous in high school. I would never get out of the car, but they would swear they could hear screaming. I live about 10 miles away from this bridge. The original bridge that they died on actually isn't there anymore. I think it has more to do with the water than anything, but it's super creepy. So if you're ever in Texas, check it out. Check it out. Yep. <laughs> but, I like the ha ha ha. At the end. Yeah. So yeah, I um I read this comment as well, and um immediately to me I thought, well, you know, kids, you know, will do stuff like this, and um, you know, when you're that age too, you're hypersensitive. You're gonna be out there, and any noise that you hear, you know, when you think of a screaming bridge, you're gonna think it's the screaming. But also, I I, you know, I was like taken back to our Batcher's Grove episode, episode, mm-hmm. which seems to be like a similar kind of location as this kind of location is. Oh, interesting thought. You know, it's like a little woodsy area, yeah. uh, although it's not as much greenery there, but, you know, it's similar. And the sound of those um, trees that were cracking and stuff, making those noises, that was very creepy sounding. It was creepy sounding. It didn't if, sound like a scream, though. But I think that there are things that can sound like that. You know, I, I think there are things in nature that can sound like that. So um, I don't know which one I want to go with on this. I I believe that it has something to do with both, though. I think they heard something, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it was actual like a screaming ghost or anything. I mean, this the commenter actually thinks some, it has something to do with the water, uh, oh, I, I thought she thought it was that the bridge had something oh, to do with the water. I thought, oh, I thought she was saying that the screaming that they heard. Yeah. But um, that's true. Maybe she was just saying. Anyways. But it could be the water rushing down the way. I, I was don't just going to say, like, I don't see how that could sound like screaming. So um, to me, and again, lots of reports. It's just one comment. But there's a lot of comments similar to this. Um, Even the wind sometimes can sound like howling. Yeah, still like okay. multiple times i don't know again i don't know so what's what's your rating then i'm gonna go zero i'm gonna this go zero one. on this one i'm gonna give it a six okay it's a screaming right. bridge a lot of reports of it i think it's happening all right all right here we go number two um so basically this is like again the the kind of the 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 reenactment story <laughs> that you'll often hear um, so again, this is another comment. I didn't get this person's name. Um, visit at midnight on the accident's anniversary and you'll hear two cars screeching towards each other before colliding in an ear splitting crash. Um, so this is the comment about that. Um, I was first introduced to the story of the screaming bridge as a teenager back in 1983 as several friends and I went out to visit the site. I remember that all of our joking and laughter suddenly evaporated as we neared the ominous haunted bridge. Faint echoes of a girl's scream hung in the air as we screwed up the courage to venture closer. That's when I noticed car headlights coming straight down the road and heading for the bridge from the opposite side. As the headlights became more intense, so did the unearthly screams in perfect unison as if we'd rehearsed it all in advance. 
We all instinctively froze in our tracks as the screams and lights rose to a crescendo and then both suddenly vanished without a trace. Later, after the hairs on the back of my neck laid down and my heart rate returned to somewhat normal cadence, the realization hit me like a punch to the gut. We had witnessed the ghostly reenactment of the tragic crash from 1961. So... What I find really interesting in that is that they visited at midnight, and that's not when this happened at all. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, headlights could be from something else. The screaming, as I said, could be something in the, um, you know, trees or the water or something like that. So, and I, I just, because they were, they were the youngins, you know, I have to say that I, I don't know how much I believe this or how much I believe that they scared each other. Mm. Again, so the story of, you know, hearing um, screams, seeing headlights, you know, the car, uh, that is something, you know, that gets reported. Uh, and this was, and then I found this example of someone actually saying they'd experienced yeah. it. Uh, And to me, I think the confluence of events that would have to happen to be like, well, there was this light that was exactly shining in this space to look like a headlight. And this tree was rustling exactly at this time to sound like screaming and like all of those things coming together, I think would be a lot. So I find it I find it fairly believable. Yeah. Again, there's no video evidence of it, no pictures. So I can't like analyze any of those things. So I don't know if. There was the trees for a little bit, and then then they saw a headlight, and like I don't know if they were all at the same time i'm I'm imagining that they are because that adds to the story, but I don't know if that's necessarily true, so I would need more information. I'm gonna give this one a one because i I you know i as I said, I need more information, I need to actually see what happened, but one thing I will say is that something scared them. That is true. That so, is true. We can agree on that. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, a seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next piece of evidence. Okay, I just I had to put this username on here. This yeah. is a YouTube comment. Grandmaster Yoda. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay, I walked down there with five of my friends shortly after we graduated from high school. Uh, it was July of 2008. So notice this is like through the decades. Yeah. Kind of crazy. 90 degree heat around 12 in the afternoon when we got there. Everything down that road turned pitch black like it was midnight. Then we saw fog and it started to snow. It got really cold all of a sudden on uh, the hair on our body stood up. It felt like someone was following us and we were being watched. Nobody was around. It was like watching an old movie through a projector, the part that's blue. We saw something in the fog that appeared to be headlights pass us. Then we heard a very loud scream and it sounded like dropping and fade, like it was dropping and fading. All of us ran out of there as fast as we could. We couldn't believe we just saw. I thought I was hallucinating until everyone told me they saw the exact same thing I did. And we all started running where we com- com- were completely terrified and haven't been back since then. Hmm. I mean, again, no video, no pictures of this, so... Um, but given my experience at Batchers Grove, which is the closest thing I, I can relate to this, um, is um, that it was p- probably not 90 degrees. It was 50 degrees, though, and it was November, and 50 degrees, it was actually a nice day where you felt like you could take your coat off, and then all of a sudden, I saw freezing in a puddle, 
So I'm going to have to go three on this one. Are you, giving, are you saying it's a microclimate? I don't know what it is, but I, that's why I'm giving it a three. But I, you know, again, I think there's a lot of embellishing going on in this story. I don't think that this is actually true. I think it's Grandmaster Yoda is trying to pull <laughs> a fast one on us here. But I don't know. Who yeah. knows? So I mean, I'm willing to go as high as three, as three. on this one. Okay. I'm going to give this one uh, a seven as well. I okay. think it's pretty up there for me. Why I, not more, though? Well, okay. So I'll say this. I think that the concept that they could be out there and a, a, like a fog could come in and it make it cold, I think it's possible. Snow seems a bit extreme to me. Um, so that makes me start to question all of the details a little bit. Um, hearing the screaming and seeing the headlights, again, possible. Um, but it it's really interesting to think that this happened in the middle of the afternoon. Um, so I find it, because it, it relates so closely to other people's stories, there's believability in it to me. But this is not a 10 knock it out of the park story because there's enough in there that I'm a little like, I don't know, you okay, know. But let me ask you this. If in a particular location has a memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so somehow it records this memory of something. Does that necessarily mean it's a ghost? I say yes. I I I I include that as a type of ghost. Absolutely. But to me that doesn't necessarily mean that the dead is living on. It could mean, you know, or that the or that you're seeing the dead. You are seeing a memory kind of like an old camera would capture something. Um, I don't know if that necessarily to me means a ghost. I'm not saying that this happened here at all because I don't know. As I said, this sounds like embellishment and I don't know, like when they say it snowed, are they talking like our kind of snow Probably or are they not. talking like snow in Texas kind I of snow? I think snow in Texas kind of snow. So that could be just like particles in the air too. You <laughs> we know? need our Texas listeners to... uh yeah. Shoot us a message. On I don't Instagram know how common know. snow in Ar- Arlington is. <laughs> I don't know what degree of snow this is. I, you know, it's like to me when you say snow, I think of like a lot of snow. Like I'm looking outside right now. There's a ton of snow out there. Um, we haven't had a snowfall in you know like a week, but still it lingers here. Uh, and sometimes when you go outside, the wind will uh, kind of pick up some of that snow and. It will, but at 90 degrees, I don't know. This is just really odd to me. That's why I'm willing to go up to a three, but in no way do I believe that that proves any kind of existence just because I cannot disprove things doesn't mean I believe. Okay. So now this next one, this may be controversial to you, but I'm going to, I'm putting it in there because there's a lot of stuff that is also happening at the graffiti bridge. Okay. So this is the one that's in the same area. But it is a little bit further down. Okay. Um, and at this location, a lot of people go there, and there is a thing where they see um, like a like a girl, a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a, a video, a YouTube video of um, that I'll link to. Uh, panic attack is the people, um, and they claim to see a young girl, and Grandmaster Yoda also had a comment about that of course <laughs> a year later we decided to visit the graffiti bridge the names of everyone and the dates of the people who have died will appear in green graffiti glowing in the water you can hear screams at that location as well 
I have heard that some people have gone and they have witnessed the same things I have seen and others have told me they didn't see anything. He didn't say anything, but I'm saying it. <laughs> Walking back from the Screaming Bridge, it looked like a 16-year-old girl with long black hair and a black dress was following me. Everyone told me they saw the same thing by the time we got to um, Bell Helicopter. I don't know what that is. It must be a location thing. Uh, she disappeared. We know she wasn't human. She looked like a hologram. So he has a lot going on in there. And I don't want to get into too much of the like green or the graffiti bridge stuff. But at the end there, he talks about how he's like walking back from the screaming bridge, like maybe also. For, I mean, like it was, looks like they went to both locations. Yeah. So this idea of seeing this girl, look at this, instead of a woman in white, we got a girl in a black dress that yeah, followed him from that but- location. But this episode is not about the graffiti bridge. Right. I've done no research into the graffiti bridge. That's- so I don't know how to speak to this. I don't know if any of these things matter to the um to the graffiti bridge and what the story is in the graffiti bridge. So it's like and I that's what I said. We can just kind of focus on the I just thought it was fun to hear the whole comment in context, but really it's that end part there because it's when he's talking about when he, he was walking, he was, was at the screaming bridge, he left the screaming bridge, and he felt that he was followed by a girl with long black hair and, and a black dress. Okay, so what was this video called? Uh I I think just Screaming Bridge Investigation. They like they were definitely at that the, they were at the screaming bridge the video this video okay. because there was no bridge okay it was like the where they were investigating it was not it was there was nothing there they okay. were, you know um and, and while they were investigating they thought they saw a girl oh i see okay. and then that's one and then there's this other comment that i found that mentions a girl seeing a girl as well yeah i did not see this video so i don't know there wasn't anything to see in the video okay again he's just like oh my gosh i just saw a girl down there and then but there was nothing i I would have shared it with you if there had actually been like video imaging of a girl i just i cannot say anything about this because this is again not the episode we're talking about but i i do see that it is saying about the screaming bridge but it's like I don't know. I don't know if any of them had black hair and a black dress. I don't know if that was anything that they were doing. I don't. I, this to me just seems highly unlikely. And now it makes me question Grandmaster's previous <laughs> uh, comment because um, this is just sketchy, and it's like this. This is this man is the Zach Baggins of Screaming Bridge. <laughs> Things follow him somehow, and they know to come out. You know, it's like I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go really low on this. I'm going to go zero on this yeah, one because I, I it's just you to hear. it's getting overwhelming with this Grandmaster stuff. Okay, well, that, again, I know the whole first part isn't related to this episode, only the last part. But I thought it'd be helpful for you to hear. Him in full. I'm assuming it's a him. It could be a her. I don't know. But again, all of these are comments and stuff. And it's hard to verify any of this information when there are comments on somebody's thing. We're not going to investigate these people and stuff to find out the legitimacy of their statements. Um, So we're taking these people's words on things on posts that are related to the screaming bridge and how haunted it is. These are the, we look for example stories. This is what we got. I know, but I'm just saying, 
these I don't think these are that credible. Okay. No. All right. Well, and, and actually, I'm giving this one a, a four. Okay. Uh, because it, it, yeah, it seems a little weird. We're going to. But does that make weird. you question Grandmaster's previous one then, too? No, that one, because it still just matches too many other people's stories. Okay. But this one, I've never heard anybody else talk about a woman in black. That's like a new I'm thing. glad she's not wearing white. That's yeah. all I got to say. <laughs> all right. I have one more thing. Okay. Um, and this was uh, another creepy story from a Facebook comment. Um, years later, I learned some sad details from a close friend who actually knew one of the girls who had died in the horrific mm -hmm. crash. This girl was a cheerleader whose mother had forbade her to go out that night due to a premonition. A mother's intuition should never be taken lightly. The young lady had sneaked out her window to join her friends waiting in the faded car outside, never to be seen alive again. So when my own daughter was coming of age, I told her and her best friend, or I took her and her best friend out to the screaming bridge and told them both the tale, hoping they both learn from the perilous and pain-filled pages of the past. And we don't necessarily have to debate that. I just thought that was really kind of creepy that like she knew somebody that died and that the the mother had like tried to tell her not to go out because she thought it it's was going to be bad. And oh, it, it's just so funny tragic. the way that you handle these things versus the way that I handle these things, because you're automatically like, oh, yeah, there was a premonition. So that's fact, because someone heard that somebody else had a I mean, this is like like when you play that telephone game, it's, you know, and think about this whenever somebody is like like murdered or something like that and they talk to the neighbors oh they were so quiet and stuff it's like i don't know these this is one of those kind of things that i just i have a hard time with because i'm sure she didn't document her premonition prior to the accident <laughs> and it's easy to have that premonition afterwards to be like you know what i didn't feel good about that and i told her not to go out but i mean how many mothers are going to tell their young girls not to go out at 9.30 at night? Um, but again, she might have went to the movies. She might have went to a football game. There was some event that happened prior to Yeah, and she this. probably was like, no, you shouldn't go out to any of those things tonight because I got a bad feeling, and she didn't listen to her mother, and that's what happens. I don't know if her mother actually had the bad feeling. That's where I'm at. Our lady, at ladies, we know. I, I think this is used as a tool to teach your children. <laughs> to listen to your parents. There you, you know? go. There you go. That's the lesson. All, All right. right. So I'm going to have to go zero on this one. Okay. I, again, I, this is a 10. I mean, of course, she had a premonition. I mean, that's what happens. Why? Why do you go a 10? This well, is somebody hearing that somebody else heard. Okay, okay. I'll give it an eight. Had, I'll, I'll take it down to an eight because we're not hearing it from the direct source. That's fine. But really, do I believe a couple that she sources probably... out years later and it's this is... Come on. <laughs> an eight, Rebecca? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm zero, of course, on this one. All so right. what is your overall rating? So my overall rating, I'm going to land at a six. I'm kind of in the... If I could give it a 6.5, I would. Uh, because, you know, we've got, I've got some sevens in there, but I also had like a four and a five. So I'm And a, a crazy eight. And, and we the eight is uh, just... It, that stands. We all know... But also, the we premonition... We have those feelings. It happens. The premonition does not prove paranormal, and that has nothing to do with haunting, though. Well, it's too. like divination a little bit. Again, I, like I said, we didn't have to debate that. Nothing to do with haunting, word. though. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> no. So that should not be in your overall rating, though. I'm okay, just saying. Okay, that's why I went down to the six. I'm going between okay. the seven and the four and the five. It's a six. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to go two only because of that stupid Grandmaster Yoda <laughs> thing that I don't believe happened, but I have no way of disproving because I don't have enough information on. All right. That's the only reason why I'm giving that a a two. Um, and that's because everything else was a zero. There were like 1,200 comments on that Facebook post. I saw. I could not even make my way through them all. Oh, well, a, a lot of them were just like, you got the wrong bridge. Yeah, there's a lot the of The bridge that. was closed and yeah. like posting links to that and then replies to those things. So and it here's was, pictures and videos. Yeah, it's like- People like this area. Yeah, definitely. It is like their, it's, it seems like it's their Resurrection Mary. Yeah, or Bachelor's Grove. Like I do agree with you about the Bachelor's Grove thing. It like, has that feel. Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, although uh, there's not a cemetery there, but, you know, it's like that backwoods where you have to take the trail and right. you have to walk off. Yeah. You know, so um, that brings us to our closing argument. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest because Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. And away we go. All right. So this one, I, I think this was haunted. I mean, first of all, it's just there's too much that's happened over the years in this section of of woods, you know, both at the Screaming Bridge and in the area, the, the the railroad tracks right there, all of those things together. So much tragedy, so much hate, so much terror um, that I'm sorry, there's just no way that there wasn't some of that captured there or maybe even a spirit that's has lingered there. Uh, at the, So many reports of people hearing those screams. There's a reason it's called the Screaming Bridge. So many people um, you know, seeing those headlights, such a common, common uh, thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, there's a lot of stories, even though some of them maybe get embellished a little bit, I'm sure for the internet. Uh, I, I absolutely think that um, there is paranormal, there is ghosts at the Screaming Bridge. All right, you finished just on time. Yep. You wanted to use every second Every of that. second for that one. All right, are you ready, sir? I am ready. Okay, go. So all of this evidence is based upon these stories in like Facebook comments. I have a lot of friends that lie their butts off on Facebook, so I don't necessarily believe necessarily those things. And they're not backed up by anything. It's just... This person says, yeah, I saw this. And then a couple of comments, wow, wow, oh my God, nothing else. There's no like, yeah, I was there with you and I saw that too. There's no collaborating stories here. And for me, when I do the Pat Facts, I always have to find two pieces of evidence that prove the same thing in order to go in the Pat Facts. There's not two things for any of these. Although they might have similar experiences, they were not there at the same time. It's not haunted, not at all. That's it. Whoa, seven seconds left. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Uh, we get so many new listeners because you guys are telling people and we really appreciate that. We need more of that. That's we what we it. need. Uh, remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, which... What did you you made it through the whole episode without hitting it? Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, so in the next episode, we're gonna be talking about the Betsy Ross house. And I'm super excited about that because 
I mean, it's all about the history. And I want to learn more about Betsy Ross. I yeah. know some, but I want to know even more. And we're getting to like the President's Day kind of stuff. Yeah. I, it, it fits in. I'm, it I'm does. excited. It does. Um, and that will be another Most Haunted episode mm-hmm. uh, that comes out on March 2nd. Um, for those on, on Patreon, next week's Ghostly X will be Nick Mataragas. This was such a fun interview. It we was. Had a great yeah, time yeah. with him. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I I mean, Nick went pretty deep in this one, too. And I really appreciate that. He put it all on the table for, for Ghostly. Yeah. And, and I, you might be surprised. Yeah, I mean. With what he has to say. I'm going to be going to be honest. I mean, Nick can be a nice guy sometimes. I don't know. I shouldn't say that, though. <laughs> I just mean. I'm going to delete that out of this, I think. So, okay. yeah, because I don't want, you know, people to. Ugh. That's creepy. Anyways. um, (laughs) It was fun. And uh, you might be surprised by what he has to say. Yeah. And now for our VIP patrons. Ta. Ernie. Marisol. Shayla. Cindy. Nicole. Darnay. Jessica. Sarah. Linda. Alice. Austin. Hope. And Candy. Stay ghostly. Bye.